0: Coming up on today's locked on Senators, after a disappointing 6-3 loss to Edmonton, Pilsey and I are gonna shovel one last piece of dirt on the coffin of a one-and-four road trip.
1: And we'll put our business tinfoil hats on as Ryan Reynolds, part owner of Mint Mobile, sees his company sell to a bigger one.
0: 1.35 billion dollars. What's he gonna do with that cash? Gary Bettman says the sentence sale will be done in a matter of weeks. His interview also clarified a couple critical dates on the NHL calendar. All that and more, and it's all brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Visit them at fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast. It's your team every day. to episode 756 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, please remember to like the video, click the thumbs up below if you're watching on YouTube, or hello if you're listening on any audio podcast platform. It's your team every day here on Locked On Senators. Today is Wednesday, March 15th, and Pillsy, there's no place like home for the Ottawa Senators.
1: Oh, my God. I mean, there's, it there can't be any worse than the road for this team. I'm so excited that uh, the boys are coming back to the CTC. Even though, Ross, it's it's tough to be excited when you're welcoming the reigning Stanley Cup champions.
0: But... We'll wait. We'll wait until our preview episode tomorrow. But that team is not playing at a Stanley Cup level right now. You'll love to hear that. Give us Vasilevsky. (laughs) Never again, never again. I mean Brian we won't do that. Brian Elliott's like 10-1-2 against Ottawa in his career. Former Senator, of course. Exactly. But we'll get into that preview tomorrow. We got a busy show today because, I mean, the news that came out with Ryan Reynolds we touched on in the intro. We're going to dive into that one a little bit later on. But Pilsey, 6-3 loss to Edmonton. Connor McDavid has a goal and an assist, although it was an empty netter in this one. Leon Dreisaitl with two goals, including his 100th point. Of the season joining Connor McDavid, who's now up to 129. We talk about how great Tim Stutzel's season is, 73 points right now. Connor McDavid has that many assists this season. Absolutely ridiculous season for 97. But it was really the Ottawa Senators that shot themselves in this foot. I thought they could have won this game easily. You thought they could have won this game easily? (laughs) They, they convert on that power play at the end, at the start of the third period. I mean, you're looking at it, it probably ended though at 0.4 seconds left in yes. the second. That right? was it. That
1: but was the that TSN point, turning point.
0: Even at that point, the Sens had trailed multiple times in the game, but I still had hope when it was 4 2 Edmonton because we know Edmonton loves playing these track meet, high scoring games. And we were promised that when Ottawa's power play broke their 0 for 20 slump, yeah. that they would blow up. They went 0 for 4 afterwards.
1: Yeah, whoops. I mean, they got one. And Ross, they didn't have <laughs> they didn't have a shorthanded goal scored against them. They scored a shorthanded goal. So we talked, we we didn't discuss keys to victory, Ross, for strict reasons. I never thought this team was gonna win this game. Even when it was 2 2, I didn't feel that confident. We talked about keys to improvement. The keys to improvement were do better on the power play. They did. And have a meaningful third period. Ah,
0: they didn't quite get that one. They were so close. So close. So close. close. Um, But when, when this game was going, like, I didn't see the Oilers as this this juggernaut that was that was able to come down and, and dominate them. I thought Ottawa kind of shot themselves in the foot a couple times, especially early. We're not going to get on Mad Sogard too hard. I I don't think it's fair for us. This guy just played his 10th start of the season. He, he, he's he got, what, 20 AHL starts this year? So he's been thrown into a position that I don't think is maybe maybe fair right now uh, for Mads. Uh, sorry, nine starts now, 10 games, because he came in in relief of Anton Forsberg uh, after in that loss Edmonton, ironically, when uh, they were in Ottawa earlier on in February. But, man, this it's just—it's tough right now because those first two goals, you probably look as a bit of deflators, especially the second one that just trickled past the line. Chickren was so close to grabbing it and pulling it out. But yeah. that's one that Mads is probably looking at the video and saying, yeah, I should probably have that one.
1: Yeah, the second one I don't love, Ross. The first one, I mean – it's Derek Ryan, so not exactly the guy on the Edmonton Oilers. You're like, this guy is going to be an issue. But at the same time, the defense lets him get in all alone, and he goes basically bar down. Like, there's no chance for Sogard on that one either. So there was a couple goals, like the dry sidle ones. I think that the second goal was a dry sidle one, right? That's one pretty that slips Great hand on it. Yeah, and then dry sidle second goal, I think maybe Mad Sogard would like another look at that one. But... Other than that, I don't blame him that much. And this is the issue. Like, young goalies, like, the pressure being put on these guys. Like, if he was backing up Cam Talbot and he had to get in a game once in a while, I think that's one thing. But he's now the number one goalie for a team that has playoff aspirations for the first time in years. That's a lot to put on a kid. and. We we talked about it before the show. Ross he actually made a handful of really big saves. Like that glove save on Evan Bouchard was incredible. He even put a little extra on the on the windmill there. I mean, you can't blame a goalie for that. And then he had a great save on Evander Kane on a breakaway. He tries to go five hole on the big tendy and he shuts him down. So there was multiple opportunities. Even Connor McDavid got in tight and tried to go upstairs above the shoulder and he got the shoulder up like. There were so many good plays from Mad Sogard here. In no way am I blaming this on him.
0: No way. No, that's fair. And you look at the numbers. uh, It was 27 saves on 32 shots. He allows five goals. The empty netter made it six goals. But really, this is a team issue. This is beyond what any goalie can do. The Ottawa Senators, I mean, it's just... It's not a recipe for success to be giving up four, five, four, five goals every game on this road trip. Like, even the win, they gave up four goals. And four unanswered goals, might I add, Ross. Like, And this is the issue,
1: like, I hate bringing up the Chicago game, but the issue with the Chicago game was it was so easy for those players, like, a rebuilding AHL roster to get behind the Ottawa Senators' defense and create odd man rushes. The Edmonton Oilers were doing that all night as well. I just talked about a Vander Kane breakaway. Connor McDavid, I mean, he's going to do that, so I'm not too upset about that. He gets around them easily. Uh, Derek Ryan, yeah. in all alone. Like, there were so many opportunities for the Edmonton Oilers to bide their time. Uh, yeah, the Bukestad—that that's a perfect example. Like he just slips right through the defenders. Three controllers die on that play, and they're just like, ah, the clock will help us out. It'll it'll buzzer before he gets uh, his breakaway goal here. And there's just there's just no kind of I don't know if it's effort Ross or just the way they're setting up positionally and their gaps, but. There's no kind of sturdy defense to stop players from making that breakout pass and springing a guy on a breakaway. So it's not on Sogard. Like if he's constantly dealing with these partial breaks and full breaks, there's only so much a young goalie can do.
0: Nick Holden's gap control might be the worst on the team. Like there were a couple of times, even in the third period, where the puck was coming out to his side at the blue line. And instead of like he had so much time to step up and just chip it in deep at the very least. Instead, he's like, ah, do I go back? Do I go forward? And then ultimately, he's flat-footed going backwards as well, and he just gets blown past. His bad pinch in the neutral zone created that two-on-one and put Brandstrom in a bad situation uh, on the Derek Ryan goal, the opener of the game. Just mental mistakes, it felt like, on the defensive court. Even, like, Artem Zub, is, has, his giveaway at the start of the game was just absolutely atrocious. Just put it right on a tee. Even, like, DeBrinckit tried to do a backhand saucer pass right into the crease. Did you see that one in the third period? Like, no. I don't know what he was trying. It was, it was absolutely horrific. And I, I was just like, what are we doing here? Like, off the glass and out, or at least skated out of the zone. It was off of that good glove state where, where Dreisaitl was in tight and tried to go upstairs, and he made the glove save. Dude, what, watch to it on that chance. Like, absolutely no clue what he was doing defensively on that play. And um, all in all, just – it's unfortunate, but like you said, this was probably – Uh, One of the losses that you more so expected uh, going into this game. Now, we will say there was a a bright spot, and it seems to be a continual bright spot for the Ottawa Senators, and that's Tim Stutzla, even though the Sens lose 6-3. He's got two goals. He gets his cookies. The Senators are 1-4 in their last five games, and Stutzla is still putting up multi-point game after multi-point game. Uh, I mean, it's it's incredible to watch. He passes Daniel Alfredson most goals, by an Ottawa Senator in their first three seasons in the NHL. Like so impressive for, for Timmy to continue even in these tough circumstances to get points on this road trip, including the game where they got shut out in Chicago. So no points for anyone there. Stutzla with seven points on this five game trip. Yeah. He's, He's
1: managed to stay consistent, and I think he's really kind of found a rhythm to his game where even if the team is struggling, he's still able to produce points. And Brady Kachuk had a better game, which was really nice to see because he had been in a bit of a slump here. And I mentioned in the postcast, Ross, I thought Drake Batherson really improved this game. Now, that's a low bar because he was not very good at all in the last couple of games, but it looked like he had a different mindset and the effort level was certainly there.
0: Something I, I saw on Twitter, I think it was Steve Onsense that brought this up, but he has trouble receiving passes. Hey, like, do you notice that? It seems to bobble on him all the time. Maybe that's not the biggest issue, but something that I've got a big problem with, and this might be a reason why the power play hasn't been as successful, he makes a lot of low percentage passes from down low. Like He's giving the puck away often in the offensive zone and, and just turning it over. And not only that, he's giving away the puck in places where the other team doesn't just chip it out they're able to have time and space and they just skate it out and kill off 15 20 seconds yeah
1: i don't know what it is with batson this season ross but like he seems so gun shy like he's like we we had a couple times i forget what game it was but there was two on ones where he's stopping up and passing to the trailing guy he's drop passing it like he's He's doing anything he can to not shoot that puck, and he's only shooting at uh, at a 9.6% clip this season, so he hasn't had that much success shooting it, but that's a guy with a good shot. I'd rather him take a shot that maybe he's not confident is the best scoring opportunity, but just get a puck on net rather than make a low percentage pass or try to force something. So, yeah, I I think there's a lot of kind of weird things going on with Batherson, but I thought he played better last night, and that assist that he had to Tim Stutzla, that was a great example of using his strength. Like, Bathurst is a big guy now, and he uses one hand to push off the defender and then leads the puck with his other hand on his stick to, right to Tim Stutzla, and he fires it in. So that was a nice play by Drake.
0: It was very nice play. Would you consider putting him on the point on the power play? Not the top guy, but one of the others. Remember, he did that in, in Belleville, and he did it pretty well.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think if if Josh Norris was back, then I would consider doing that Ross uh, because that was a big reason why that power play was successful too. him and Josh Norris worked really well together. So if you get uh, Josh Norris back and you get some of that Belleville mojo, maybe. But I mean, with this power play, I'll try anything at this point.
0: Very fair. One thing we do have to remember, and I'm not a big excuses guy, not a big fan of that, but the Senators last night, without their number one goalie, without their number two goalie, without their number one defenseman, without their number one center, but how many times can you say that? Because Norris is out for the year, you kind of have to adjust, and if Dorian thought that it was that big of an issue, hey, Nick Bukestad scored that goal last night for Edmonton, he was available for a third round pick. Hey, deck. come on. Patrick Brown had an assist.
1: Let's let's yeah. take it easy here.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was right down there with Dylan Gambrell and expected goals percentage there. Uh, since Dylan, I said it standout last night.
1: I was going to say Dylan Gambrell had a great assist yesterday. My goodness.
0: He certainly did. I thought he held on to that puck a little too long. And, and so did I. I was like, Gambrell,
1: you are not going on a 2-on-1 and trying to shoot this with Tim Stutz on your side. Wow. You cannot be doing that. And He, But that's the thing. He timed it out. He made it uh, so that everyone thought he had to shoot. And then, you know, those silky mitts on Dylan Gambrell.
0: He's going to get that pass through. Hey, five assists on the season. And I want to say like three of them were highlight real material. Remember the one on Drew's goal in Boston? Big time. Yep. Hilarious. Even had that three assist streak going. Uh, No point since until last night with the assist there as well for Dylan Gambrell. All right. So the Ottawa Senators are coming home. No practice. No nothing today. Go see your families. It's been a long, tumultuous week and a half on the road for the Ottawa Centers. Hey, moment of silence for everyone. And there were a few we saw on Twitter that did the entire Western swing with the Sens that went to Seattle, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton. That's a fun trip, it seems like, but only to get one win. That's tough. That's tough. So credit to anyone. Oh, who I was
1: given a moment of silence there, Ross.
0: I know. So was I. It okay. Was just- just a little brief. Just
1: a quick one, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's especially a tough road trip in, in the winter like this. Like That's some heavy driving, and uh, you're not getting the best conditions on the road if, if you're driving to all of those. So those people are true Sens fans, warriors.
0: 100% agree with that one. Coming up next, we will get into some off-ice information coming out from Gary Bettman, who's speaking to the media this morning. And then we'll wrap up today's show looking ahead at what's to come for the Ottawa Senators who have, according to The Athletic, the most difficult strength of schedule in the entire National Hockey League. The Sens game day tomorrow against Tampa. They'll skate in the a.m. and we'll be here to break it all down. Hopefully some more news on Thomas Shabbat. Could he be back in the lineup? All that's coming up next. You're listening to Locked On Senators.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is the trusted Partner, Sportsbook partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And for a good reason, they are America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers, you get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Yeah, $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanBook. FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use, and you can bet on everything from money line to point scoring to if you're watching basketball to how many threes are going to get drained. You can do whatever you like, and with a same-game parlay, you have a chance to combine your bets for a bigger chance at a bigger payout. you got to check that out. I know Pilsy's Parlay of the Day isn't always successful, but I did have some excess on some parlays in last night's Sens game. So that's why you can't miss any of the action because FanDuel is the best spot to get your sports bets in. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.
0: Today's episode is also brought to you by Shawarma Palace. You know we love our friends at Shawarma Palace, and they love the Senators just as much as you and I. They were sending – Matthew Hall is going to be going to the Ottawa Senators game tomorrow on Shawarma Palace. Shawarma Palace is the only place to dine in Ottawa when you're looking to get full and feel great doing it. It's healthy, all great ingredients at Shawarma Palace from the pickled turnips, which – We're lighting up the chat last night, by the way. The pickled turnip revolution is here. And then we have the chicken. Obviously, extra garlic is key when you get your shawarma palace. Whether you get it on a platter or in a wrap, you are knowing that you're supporting local, you're supporting people who love the Ottawa Senators, and you're getting a great bang for your buck. I'm telling you, it's literally more economical than going to the grocery store. So check them out at any of their Ottawa locations. Now open in the St. Laurent Shopping Center. So you can find them in the in the uh, Centertown area you, on Bank Street. You can find them on Rideau Street. You can find them in Orleans and in the Carlton University Food Court. It's all available for you at Shawarma Palace. Go get one. Change the vibes. The Sens are at home. Get some home cooking. Go to Shawarma Palace. Visit them at any of their locations today. Eat like a royal at Shawarma Palace. And we'll talk to you tomorrow because Sens game days taste better at Shawarma Palace all right bilzy thank god we're done with the late starts this season i am Uh,
1: so over it no more ross like when uh, when i'm consistently cracking full tall boy energy drinks at 9 p.m That is not a recipe for good sleep. And especially, Ross, when we have to cover losses in the postcast. We love doing the postcast. Don't don't twist my words here. But when it's consistent losses late at night... They, they never said podcasting would be this hard, Ross.
0: No, it doesn't pair well with 4 a.m. shifts on the weekend either. I promise you that. It's a tough yeah. balance, but we made it work. We appreciate everyone for joining us in the postcast. Win or lose, you either vibe or vent with us. <laughs> and that's uh, that's how we're going to spin zone that one. Yeah. But we do truly, truly appreciate it. Make sure you're going out, checking out Glebe Central Pub at uh, St. Paddy's Day this Friday. They're going to have a great banger there open at 10 a.m., live music, 1.30 to midnight. So go check them out. They're awesome. the official sponsor of the postcast that we do after every single Ottawa Senators game. I wonder if we could get Ryan Reynolds out to the Glebe Central Pub sometime, because I feel yeah. that his connection to Ottawa is about to strengthen as I reach over, find my tinfoil hat, but, man, this can't be a coincidence, can it? <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't know, Ross, Uh, we're not uh, business majors or anything, but I've never coincidentally liquidated to like hundreds of millions of dollars worth of assets uh, just because. And uh, if you guys aren't aware of what we're talking about, Ryan Reynolds, part owner of Mint Mobile down in the US, just sold to T-Mobile for $1.35 billion. Uh, Now, I'm not sure what percentage of that ends up going to ryan reynolds but it's gonna be a couple hundred million that's for sure
0: Schmilly, schmilly dollars going. couple schmillys, couple sheets for the kid couple sheets now we know he's in a consortium with, nice you nailed that nailed it with uh with uh, the remington group and yep. it seems like in the next couple of weeks we're gonna know according to gary batman but We were supposed to know about the sexual assault allegations, the Hockey Canada thing, within a matter of weeks or months in September. So timelines can get pushed, especially when it's in the best interest of the league, unfortunately. But with this sale, I I believe it. I think a couple weeks. Like, how long do you need to go at this point? You know who the heavy hitters are. You know who's serious among the reported nine groups, according to Sportico. Uh, that are that are making bids. It seems like they're gonna they're gonna weave through this and get to down to like three or four, and that makes sense because there can't be more three or four who are seriously seriously interested and able to buy the Ottawa Senators at the price that it seems like it's gonna inflate up to. But there's no question that the Remington Group has to be in that final finalist range. Otherwise, why would Ryan Reynolds have hitched his wagon to that? He could have picked anybody.
1: Yeah, I, again, Bruce Garriott and other insiders are the people to really go for this. But just in speculation, I would say it seems that the Remington group is in the upper echelon of the teams that could be potential buyers. Ross, I'm not really in a rush for this to happen. I know people are frustrated by the timelines being like, well, in February, it's supposed to get going, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I would rather this take a little longer and be done right. And have everything sorted out so there's no kind of uh, messy court uh, dates or any lawyers being involved or pushbacks or anything. And plus, while the season's going on, I'm, I'm more than happy to chalk up hockey games. And in the offseason, Ross, we can become draft and business professionals.
0: Gary Bettman saying he wants the Ottawa Senators sale to be finalized by July 1st. Yeah, but,
1: that, that, you know what, Gary, that works for me. That works for me.
0: We're going to know before then, though. That's, that's kind of where I'm, where I'm at. Now, July 1st is also when free agency is opening again. So we're back to Canada Day being free agency. Thank day. God. Here it was July 13th july 1st do you like it or hate it let us know in the comments like do you like being at the at the cookout or at your buddy's backyard you know partying whether you're down at parliament hill major if you're at parliament hill though or majors hill you have no service throughout the day i'll promise you that so maybe it's not the easiest to check your phone but if you are at like a backyard do you like looking at your phone and seeing all the moves or would you rather have a date to itself like even july 2nd where you don't have so many things going on and and having to focus on that as well. I'm curious to know what people think. What are you? Where are you standing with that? You like that, it sounds like? Give me July
1: 1st. Yeah, because that's. Uh, I usually don't do big, massive Canada Day things. I'm more a house party, barbecue type of guy for July 1st or go to the cottage or something like that.
0: Shout out Farm to Fork Meats. Great Canada Day accoutrement.
1: Yeah, that's the play for sure. Um, so it's nice to, you know... You get a ding from TSN, or uh, you've got Elliot Friedman or Bob McKenzie on notifications on Twitter, and you just let your buddy know, "Hey, the Ottawa Senators just signed the best free agent of all time, Claude Giroux." That's that's nice, and plus Ross, I'm a big sports calendar guy. Like when COVID ruined all the sports scheduling for hockey, especially that just threw me so out of loop. Like I want. July 1st, free agency. I want uh October season start. Like I, I need that scheduling in my life to properly function. So I'm glad we're getting back on track here.
0: I got something you can add to your calendar. Ooh. April 17th will be the first day of the NHL playoffs. The Ooh. Stanley playoffs are back on April 17th. So stay tuned for that. May 8th. They're making everyone wait until May 8th. For the NHL Draft Lottery. Which, if you're a Sens fan, you really don't care about this anymore after the Chikrin trade. However, if you do happen to open up the old internet afterwards and the Senators win the lottery, that pick is top five protected. But don't get your hopes up for that. The Ottawa Senators uh, have had their times caring about the uh, Draft Lottery. That is no more. Then, we're expecting the Stanley Cup Finals to start around June first to third. So June hockey is back, which is going to be great in a big way for the Stanley cup final. The award show goes in Nashville on June 26th. And then the draft June 28th and 29th in Nashville. Now we always expect for development camp to start right after the draft. So stay tuned for all that coming up here. We're going to be all over it. Dev camp here at locked on Sends. Ross. I'm so glad
1: as a podcast and as a sense fan nation that may 8th is no longer our stanley cup i mean the irony there is this team might not make it into the playoffs so our stanley cup we just we just won't have a stanley cup this year the draft lottery and uh the playoffs when the cup is awarded neither will be uh involving the ottawa centers most likely but it is just nice that we're not Just like get the season over with so we can get our draft capital and we can get excited for that. Because that's what every other March has been as members of the Locked On Center's podcast, Ross. We've been like, okay, March is here, season's over, let's get into the draft. So at least this year, it's not as big. But you guys know, we will be covering the draft extensively because we are prospect junkies, especially Ross loves getting into that. So we will have your draft profiles for you. And we're going to mix things up a little, how we do things in the summer this time.
0: Yeah, because there's no point in doing like a top 50 or whatever, because the Sens are literally not going to get one. We're going to do, we're going to scour through the interwebs and we're going to find who the most Sens draft picks are as well. As a part, we might do a top 32 or something just for fun. So
1: Ross, what you're telling me is we're going to go to EP draft guide and just name off the do not draft list. Absolutely. Hey,
0: how's (laughs) it been doing this year? Pretty good. Pretty good, you. All right, coming up, let's see what's coming up for the Ottawa Senators. It's a murderer's row of opposition. What is a realistic expectation for them to finish March? We'll take a peek at that. You're listening to Locked On Senators.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat? Who isn't? But... You don't want all that fat and all the calories, Ross. Then you got to try Bilt Bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like candy bar. And they are healthy while actually being tasty. No, no, no. I'm serious, guys. I, I know maybe you're like, okay, no, there's no way this is true. But they're delicious. You won't think they're good for you. I promise they will fool you. What makes Bilt Bar so good? Well, for starters, they all... Are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, real chocolate. They have so many good flavors like churro. I love me some churro. Ross, we should have had some chur- more churro when we were down in Cabo. We didn't take advantage of that. But you can go to Bilt and take advantage of that. Peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I love it. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like candy bars while being amazing for you. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein so all you need to do is go to built.com and you can get them right off the website and they're even available in walmart yes head to your nearest walmart and walk to the pharmacy section and get yourself a box of built bars you can pick up a four box of cookies and cream double chocolate and coconut puffs guys it's built bar the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar
0: Hey Senators coming home to take on Tampa tomorrow and Toronto on Saturday with your birthday in the mix there, right in between St. Paddy's Day. Make sure you're going to Glebe Central Pub and celebrating St. Patty's Day with the favorite.
1: And Ross, one of my favorite birthday traditions is watching the Toronto Maple Leafs lose in their St. Pat's jerseys. I love that i love that so i need that on the 18th
0: let's make sure that that happens hopefully the sense put forward a great effort now i just pulled up here you can see that pretty well eh? well enough well um,
1: enough yeah i'll just, go with well enough
0: it's it's too small font should i zoom in on the top guys well what are you trying to highlight here because this is the uh Sens stats for the road trip that we just watched
1: no i wouldn't zoom out you you made it worse there sorry for everyone listening
0: no, this is why you got to watch on YouTube. Mistakes are, are natural for us, so gotta <laughs> oh make, yeah, we got to make sure this is uh, is normal for for everyone here. But yeah, I, I basically want to show that. Yeah,
1: now we're getting closer. Yeah,
0: Nick Holden was tied for second most points on a five game road trip, and he was healthy scratch for two of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not yeah. gonna cut it. From a lot of these guys. Brady with just one goal in five games, no assist, dash five, showed his frustration a lot. Yeah. Not not much to write home about for the Ottawa Senators on this road trip. No. But at least to get to go home, where they have these two teams awaiting. And then they head out for a back to back at Pittsburgh, at Boston. The only positive spin I can put on this right now is that despite their loss yesterday. The Sens did not lose any ground in the wildcard race because the Islanders lost, the Penguins lost, the Capitals lost and the Red Wings lost everyone in the East lost all in
1: regulation might I add. So Ross, I know you're trying to spin that as positive, but for me, that's so disappointing because that was a chance finally to make up some ground. And Instead, it just stays at a stalemate. And now there's one less game to make up those points available in the season. So very disappointing
0: there. Still two games in hand on the New York Islanders who hold the final playoff spot. So six points out with two games in hand. I mean, when you say it like that, it's not as bad. But then when you look at what's to come is, is just absolutely atrocious for the Ottawa Senators. Like even just that four-game bite-sized sample we put out there, Tampa-Toronto at home. Pittsburgh, Boston on the road. And the Senators just simply don't win in Pittsburgh. No. And then
1: counter that with, uh, or not counter, but add on to that the fact that it's back to back road games in different cities. Now, I know Pittsburgh and Boston is not that far, but still, you got to add that travel in there and you got to add both those teams are rolling recently. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, we'll have tomorrow to preview that game as well. But it's super unfortunate uh that this road trip they like even two wins. Like just two more points they would have been they would have still been in that control your own destiny where they're four points back with two games in hand, right? But it just really felt like they they let the which loss hurts the most from this road trip?
1: <laughs> I mean, this is the easiest answer you've ever thrown to me. That Chicago Blackhawks loss was devastating for me Ross like I was so excited my trip worked out that I could go there I got a hotel room I bought tickets I bet plentiful amounts on FanDuel Sportsbook I even bet the Sens big money to win by minus two and a half and then lose five nothing it was absolutely embarrassing no Patrick Kane no Max Domi um like, that was easily the worst loss of the season in my mind. Not even this little road trip, Ross. Of the season. And I was there to witness it.
0: Yeah, it was not good. Not good at all. You know what? Just to be different, I'll say that Vancouver loss because I really felt like that was a, that was a team. And now they're on the longest win streak in the NHL, by the way, right now, the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, my uh, God. Which, I mean, are, are you putting two and two together here, though? New coach. Nobody wanted the old coach to go even, but now – you get that new coach bump you really do and that's something to keep in mind here as we're not calling for anyone's job but it is just you got to kind of look at how bad the play- the players that you expected to be so good have played like the it was so bad last night again he- he's yeah. dash eight on this road trip dude <laughs> like it's
1: crazy that he's having these difficulties in the biggest season of his career like you move to a new team contract year one year left on restricted free agency
0: I don't know what's. I don't know what's gonna happen here it's so strange because anytime you bring up his struggles everyone just goes so protective of him and and it goes no it's DJ Smith it's DJ Smith and sure it might be and he has had a dip in his production before he had yeah. 18 goals in one season, so he's shown that he can bounce back from a poor finishing season. It's just the timing of it is is so tough. And then when when you're making bonehead defensive plays like like that backhand sauce right to to dry sidle out front, um, it, it's just strange. I, I think it's a mix. I don't think it's all on it, But if if you're t- if you're a two time forty goal scorer, you're paid to score goals, and uh, one goal on a five game road trip, one goal, one assist. Now it was a big goal. Don't get me wrong, but. It, uh, it was in that uh, – wasn't it in the Seattle game? It was the game winner. Yeah, it was the game winner in the Seattle game. What's
1: yeah, you? but also asterisk on that goal. That goes off a guy's skate and in. So it's not like that's Alex Dobrynka in pure out. snipe. Yeah, I know. But it's not like that's a confidence booster where you're like, I got my shot back. It's nothing like that, unfortunately. And, Ross, this just screams short-term deal for me. Like, there's not a chance in hell – Alex to is going to sign a long-term deal this year. There's no chance at the very most two years at the
0: very most. In my opinion, I will say he did lead the sends and shots on goal on this trip. So it's just the finishing that just can't, can't come through. He shot 5%. Yeah, it's brutal. Jake Sanderson looked sick at the top of the power play. Didn't he?
1: Yep. He had a good game. I liked his game last night. Um, I, I think he he definitely has kind of shown and will continue to show, I assume, that he can be a guy that can lead that top power play unit and deserves a little more time here.
0: Jacob Chikrin led all Senators in ice time throughout the road trip, averaging 22.55.
1: He had a rough night physically, eh? He uh, bumped in. Him and Casty collided. Then Leon Dreisaitl took him out in the corner. He's in short sample size with the Sens. He's taken on a lot of bumps and bruises.
0: So what I will say to that positively, and I listened to Bill Armstrong's entire interview yesterday, by the way, on Cam and Strick. Seems like a knowledgeable guy, but he kind of threw some dirt at uh, at Jacob Chikrin, saying how terrible he was last year. I and couldn't
1: believe that,
0: yeah. It was weird. And then that he requested a trade when it seems like multiple areas have reported that it was them that went to Jacob Chikrin and said, hey, look, we want to move on and we're not going to be competitive for three or four years, that sort of thing. So um, kind of a strange move there. And I, I just I what also got to me is like he's always injured with something that he said. It's like he hasn't and that affected the price and what people were looking at bring him in. So I'm spinning this as he's taken some big hits, yep. but he's gotten up on each one like that dry saddle hit. He rocked him and maybe dry saddle doesn't get as much credit for his physical game, but that guy's a beast out there. A moose, as uh, Dwayne Norris would say, as he told us what Brady Kachuk is on this show. But um, that was a huge uh, interference, probably. Like he didn't, he didn't have the puck. They were both going for it. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's a hit that I don't need to see too often. At least like wait until they reach out. The timing has to be perfect. Where you're, it's almost like a pass interference, right? Like you're waiting for it to touch the fingertips so that you can smoke them. And it's like wait until you touch the puck. Like the the two guys, they were knowing maybe. Jacob should have like been aware that the contact was coming because yeah. he wasn't. He took it a- no. <laughs> all of it, or maybe he's like, "Oh, it's, it's a skill guy. Like he's not gonna run through me." But like maybe if it was a Vander Kane or someone who's more physically like, a Zach Hyman? Maybe you're thinking like, "Oh, he's gonna go through me," but <laughs> he he did. But hey, got up, uh, went for. I'm assuming the spotter wanted to see yeah. him. Quick, but he came right back, so I, I think that's good leadership from him, and, and being able to show that he's able to bounce up. Obviously, scary moment at MSG in Game One, mm-hmm. right? He went down in the third period, but all in all, like now now that he's through seven games with the Ottawa Senators, it almost feels wild that he's already played seven games. Like how? Where would you assess Chickren's games with the Ottawa Senators? I think he's been pretty good.
1: Like, we've seen flashes of real good defending where he's able to break up two on ones. He's able to drive drive guys wide. I thought in the Columbus game, he or uh, in Seattle, he did a really good job of that. And he's been able to put up offensively. That first goal he got, I mean, I'm Ross, I can still hear that ping of the post bar down and in. That was a beautiful thing. He's got a good wrist shot. Like you mentioned, he's able to kind of get up from physicality so uh, i'm very satisfied with jacob chicken so far
0: and it's almost strange right he, he comes in they get the the road game at msg then they come home they play two games at, at home quickly or sorry one game at home quickly yeah columbus. columbus and then then he's gone for like 13 days so it's kind of strange right like is it good or bad to get out on the road i think a lot of the players and chicken said at the start like oh it's great get out with the guys like Yep. I think a two or three game road trip it, it makes sense for that but at some point you're like you're like where am I yeah like, no, from true. being with the coyotes to being with Ottawa but then being right back at west in the arenas that he's played in way more often being a part of the Western conference team for so long so I think having this day it, it's only one day but a day at home to be like uh, unpack, eat a few beef hearts, do whatever the heck he's doing, and uh, <laughs> and then get back on, on the horse tomorrow at the CTC. I'm calling it right now, and not to, not to tease too much into tomorrow's show, I think we're going to see a big two-game set from Jacob Chikrin. We know the Leafs were rumored to be interested in him. I'm sure he heard that noise. I think especially Saturday, but tomorrow as well, we're going to see a big, big game. One of these two, he's going to take over. He'll be the first star of the game. That's my call. Nice.
1: I like it. And I don't see why that can't happen, Ross, especially if Thomas Shabbat continues to be out. That's a lot of minutes to be had for guys like Jake Sanderson and Jacob Chickren. So I'd love to see that.
0: Any final thoughts on today's show, Pills?
1: Yeah. Final thoughts are that road trip was just so devastating. Like you look at the, I I believe Ross, and I could be wrong in this, but when the senators started this road trip, when they left Columbus, they were at a 28% chance of making the playoffs I think they're at like a a 3% chance now. Like it's, it's just so insane how quickly the script has been flipped here. And there was, it wasn't that long ago, Ross, the CTC was filled with, we want
0: playoffs chance. Ooh, thanks for bringing that up because that actually reminded me there was a, we want playoffs chance last night in Edmonton. And right after that we want playoffs chant which did kind of feel like a knife twister based on how ottawa left the ctc yeah. then at a whistle they played song 2 by blur they played the sens goal song dude oh that's a deep cut yeah yeah damn yeah with like 3 minutes left in the game woo yeah that was that was tough but at least they're coming home and you know what run the table and they make the playoffs all right woo run the table season are they still hanging on in your opinion though are they hanging on
1: yeah they're hanging on they're not sniffing around they're not uh, first place in leading the hunt anymore they're they're hanging on like uh,
0: how many fingers are they hanging on with
1: uh, the first thing that came to my mind ross verbal meme the lion king mufasa with, with the with the one paw on the cliff and i don't know who scar would be in this situation but i'll i'll give uh, there's still four four fingers on that paw, like the pinkiest slipped, but you got your four fingers
0: still uh, hanging hanging on there. Does each finger represent like one more regulation loss? Because that almost feels like, like they have – if they lose three more times in regulation, <laughs> I think they might be okay. But does each finger represent a loss?
1: Ross, the fingers are represented by the game on the 20th against the Penguins – the game on the 27th against the Panthers. And one of two at
0: home. You can't lose both games when you come home. Yeah, and the Leafs game, and the Leafs game, yeah. Does it have to be the Leafs? If they beat Tampa, then the Leafs game becomes a little bit less important. Nah, but it's the
1: Leafs. Like, you got – it's the Leafs. I need to see the Leafs lose in the, uh, the
0: Pats jerseys, Ross. I need it. So I that that's they, a must win 20, for me. Your first full day as, as a 30-year-old man. Yes, yeah, you're going to want to see the Leafs lose. That would be a great way to start. And a the Sens day. win. And the Sens win. Hey, oh both God. at the same time in this ah. economy. Can you imagine? Hey, this economy is looking pretty good for Ryan Reynolds. Holy smokes. Have a day, Ryan Reynolds. And uh, obviously, we had to put two and two together here. It's not a coincidence. It can't be a coincidence. Pillsy, 44 minutes into this show, I'm calling it. Ryan Reynolds and the Remington Group are going to win the bid. Hell yeah, I love that. I I I think that they are they have to be the favorite. Why would yeah. he put his entire wagon? Why would he hitch it? His wagon is luxurious. This guy is so rich. Why would he hitch his wagon? He could do anywhere. He could pick and choose and say, "No, you're better. No, you're better. No, you're better." No. The Remington Group's winning this bit.
1: Dude has a luxurious wagon. He's got to be an owner here. Um, yeah, I, I really think they're the favorites, especially, Ross. I, I know I keep saying this. I was probably sound like a broken record, but they're real estate development focused. And this is the opportunity of literally an, the opportunity of a lifetime for a company like that. So it is,
0: it is the most underdeveloped area, the most valuable piece of land in Canada, I will say. It's, oh, it's damn! Little, it's literally at the foot of Parliament Hill, and it's a toxic wasteland right now. Like, what are you do? What are we doing? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I
1: don't know about that.
0: Let us know what rivals <laughs> putting the Sens
1: Arena on a toxic wasteland.
0: What could go wrong? <laughs> hey, once upon a time, it was a nice little neighborhood. It almost had like a Quebec City vibe. You know how? Have you been to Quebec City before? We, we, we. Like, right under the Shadow Frontenac, there's, like, that staircase you go down, and it's, like, that little, like, old neighborhood. That used to be LeBreton Flats until a a big fire wiped it all out. Damn. That was Ottawa Facts with Ross Levitan. Hey, Jamie McLennan, final thought for me, he is saying superstar every time he brings up Timmy. And he was tagged when we had John Abbott on. I'm pretty sure he's doing it on purpose. No, he's got to be. He's a smart guy. I love noodles. we got to get him on. Just timing hasn't worked out. We've been in contact with him. we got to get him back on. Uh, Meth will be back from Mexico. We'll get him back on, ask him how his meeting with the cartel went. You know he's in the Sinaloa region? Like he's in that area that all the craziness happened when uh, El Chapo's kid got arrested about a month and a half ago? Meth would
1: travel in a way that would be most not advantageous like this guy's travel stories are always absolutely wild so i can't wait to see really, i thought my delays were bad you thought your delays were bad he's gonna go through so much it's gonna be it's gonna be hilarious
0: we gotta give him some credit this guy was traveling economy he's got 30 million in the bank so I, <laughs> man of the people there with his kids as well three yeah. three in a row my goodness but um, yeah, so we'll chat with him probably next week, and uh, we'll get some more interviews back. But hey, the poll spoke, man. It's a vibes podcast. The yeah. interviews one percent of the vote for the reason why you listen to this show. We will get interviews. Interview season though is the off season. The sends are hanging on by four four claws. Wait, these four.
1: For, yeah, those four Ross. Yeah.
0: The pinky is cut off, and
1: and we are Simba just being like, no, don't fall. <laughs>
0: Don't fall out of rhythm with the Locked On Senators podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode for you, previewing a game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But for today, we say goodbye for Brandon Piller. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast. Your team every day.